This is the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast with Lindsay Preston, episode 43, Overcome Imposter Syndrome. Welcome to the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast, the show for goal-getting, fear-facing women who are kicking ass by creating change. I'm your host, Lindsay Preston. I'm a wife, mom of two, and a multi-certified life coach to women all over the world. I've lived through enough in life to know that easier doesn't always equate to better. We can't fear the fire, we must learn to become it. And on this show, I'll teach you how to do just that. So join me as I challenge you to become even more of the strong, resilient, and powerful woman you are meant to be. Let's do this. Hi there, Miss Unstoppable. Welcome to another episode of the show. Hopefully by now you've listened to many episodes of the show. You are loving it, and that's why you're back for another one. I just want to give a shout out. If you haven't left a review for the show, please go do so, especially if you listen on Apple Podcasts. I would so appreciate it. Your review gives me that motivation to say, "Woo, let's keep doing this stuff. Let's keep putting out this free content. Let's keep making it happen. There are hours upon hours and hundreds of dollars spent on each episode to deliver this free content, believe it or not. So those reviews only take a few minutes of your time. It's free for you to do, and it helps you keep getting this amazing content. So thank you so much in advance for leaving that review. Now, what are we talking about today? It's overcoming imposter syndrome. And this is an episode that has been requested from me for, goodness, at least a year now from many clients who have said, Lindsay, I struggle with imposter syndrome, or what do you know about imposter syndrome? I feel like I have it. Let's talk about it. And we've talked about it in coaching, and we get to the heart of the matter many times through coaching. Um, But To be honest, I really haven't liked the term imposter syndrome, and I felt like I really couldn't relate to it because um, the heart of imposter syndrome is you feel like you're a fraud. You feel like you're not as qualified as everybody else and that what has happened to you and where you are in your life or especially in your career is just a fluke. Like it just you just got lucky and everyone's going to find out that you're not as qualified as you know, you should be or how everybody else is. And for me, I was like, oh, I don't feel that way. Like I, you know, I know my stuff and I am on it and da, 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 da. And then this past year, I've really gotten into an assessment called the Enneagram. And you may have heard of it. It's very hot right now. It's all over Instagram of everyone talking about what number they are and how that relates to this Disney princess who's that number and, you know, what kind of things you're doing in quarantine based on your number and how you show up in all these different areas based on your number. I'm sure you've seen all the posts. And um, so I've really explored my Enneagram number, which is five. And fives are all about knowing things on a very deep level. And one of our deepest fears is being inadequate and appearing stupid. (laughs) And 
when I first discovered this, um, after I learned I was a five and I was in a workshop and the workshop leader said it out loud, this is how fives feel, I felt like somebody had taken a knife and kind of dug it in my heart a little bit. (laughs) And I felt like I had been exposed to, like someone had ripped all my clothes off and thrown me in front of a crowded room when she said that of like, oh my gosh, she has exposed a fear in me that I didn't even know was there. And I believe now looking back on it that I kind of had this cockiness in essence of, oh, I don't have imposter syndrome. I know my stuff and da 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 as a way to really hide inside how I was feeling. I mean, can you relate to that? Oh my goodness. So I must admit this episode is kind of hard for me because I am still in this journey of understanding just how deep this fear is within me of appearing like I don't know what I'm talking about or fearing that, right? Or putting myself out there and someone, you know, realizing that I don't know everything, right? Because I don't. I don't know everything. Um, But I have to keep reminding myself that I do know a lot and I can keep putting that out there. So Anyways, that's my tangent on where I am with my imposter syndrome. And I tell you all of that just to let you know I am in this journey with you. I am holding your hands as you're we walking down this whole imposter syndrome thing. And many women are walking with us. It has been found that a lot of women experience these feelings of feeling like a fraud and that they're not enough. And it's particularly shown in a lot of minority women. Or just in minorities in general. And some of the research out there shows because we haven't seen, you know, women or minorities leading or doing certain professions as much as maybe white men are seeing other white men in the professions they're in, it's harder for us because for a lot of us, we're the first, right? We're the first in our generation to maybe go to college, the first, you know, woman in this certain profession, or maybe you're in just a male-dominated industry and you're one of few women, and maybe your mom was a stay-at-home mom and you're not, and all of the things, right? We just weren't modeled as much as maybe white men have been modeled where they are at this point in their lives. And so for us, it's like, well, I don't know if I'm doing it well because I haven't seen it. And so you kind of have to do that whole saying of fake it till you make it, right? Of, okay, I'm just kind of putting on this face and doing what I think I know I should do. But deep down, I don't really know if what I'm doing is right or wrong. And the research has also shown that a lot of people with high inner perfectionists have imposter syndrome. So And perfectionism is something I'm working on with my clients. It's something that I actually test them for as we're going through my Become an Unstoppable Woman course. They're tested on all these kind of inner personas that are holding them back. We call it the inner mean girl. And as I said, perfectionist is one of them. And so people who have high perfectionists, they are really into the details. They want, of course, everything to be perfect. No surprise there. But when they're able to, in essence, um, diminish their perfectionist or just calm that perfectionist down, they are the most talented people out there. They're the ones that just rock it and they're able to use that streak of perfectionism in a way where um, it's awe-inspiring, right? So 
again, if you are in this boat of, okay, I think I have imposter syndrome, just know that you likely have a high inner perfectionist and know that when it's focused in in the right way, you are an extremely talented person, my friend. And I know if I was on the listening end of this, there would be a part of me that would say, heck, yes, I am. And a part of me that would be thinking, am I? Am I talented? Ooh, I don't know. (laughs) Can you relate? Oh my goodness. So today we're just going to talk about how we can start to overcome this thing. I'm going to give you a couple tips on how you can start to recognize when you're in imposter syndrome because a lot of times it's living in our unconscious mind and we're doing behaviors based on this, in essence, inner perfectionist that's wanting us to prove ourselves. And then all of a sudden, we're not feeling good about ourselves, or maybe we're just doing too much, and all, and then we're burned out and not getting what we deserve in certain relationships and in our career and things of that sort. And so it's really important that we know how to recognize when we're in that space. And then two, how we can do some work to diminish it. Because when we're living in a space of imposter syndrome, we're coming at the world, yes, from an achievement place, because if you think you're an imposter, right, you're going to want to prove yourself. But when you're wanting to prove yourself and you're seeking, in essence, external validation to prove to your mind that, hey, I'm not an imposter. Look at all the things that I've done. Look at all the awards I've won and all the money I've made and, you know, how I've climbed the corporate ladder and helped these people or whatever it is. It's still not going to diminish the imposter syndrome. And the research has shown this, that despite someone's external accolades inside, that inner perfectionist is still going to eat away at them. And so if you think, oh, well, when I hit this level in my career, when this happens, you know, then I won't feel like an imposter anymore. That is not the way to go about this. We have to go in it from the inside out and learn how to diminish that. So that's what we're going to cover today. So buckle up, my friend. It's going to be a fun one. Okay, so let's first off talk about signs that you are heading into an imposter syndrome space. The first is that it is difficult for you to accept praise. So if somebody's coming to you and saying, wow, great work on that project, or man, you just look so great today, or man, you're an amazing mother, you know, whatever it is, they're throwing praise your way, and it's hard for you to accept it, that is a big sign that you may be living in imposter syndrome. So I mentioned earlier that a lot of imposter syndrome people have a high inner perfectionist, but they also likely have two other inner voices that aren't so fun either. The first being their inner critic. So again, somebody throws a compliment their way and all of a sudden that inner critic comes out and it's like, no, you're not. You're not a great mom. Or they didn't see that one mistake on my paper. Oh, if they only knew that, you know, XYZ was not in the paper like it should have been or blah, 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 right? So like for me, I will get praise from time to time of different things, especially from clients. When I'm done working with a client, they're like, oh, Lindsay, you've changed my life. You've done all these amazing things. And back in the day, it was really hard for me to take that in. And I would say or think in my mind, oh, well, it was just a fluke. Like we just meshed well together. It just we worked really well together. And that's why we got amazing results. 
Or if somebody comes and tells me something about my business stuff, oh my gosh, I just love your emails or, you know, I love this post that you did on Instagram or whatever it is or this podcast, I'll just think sometimes like, oh, okay, well, it was just for the right person at the right time and it really wasn't that great. It's just that they got it and no big deal, right? So already I'm not fully accepting the praise and you're likely doing this too. Um, So it can come out, like I said, as that inner critic and just being really harsh on you, or it can be coming out in these little sly ways too of, you know, well, it was just the right person at the right time, or I just got lucky and things of that sort. Now I want to go back and I said, there are two voices that the um, person with imposter syndrome has. And I mentioned the perfectionist. So that's not one of my two I'm mentioning here. And I said the inner critic and the other one is an inner doubter. So they have that doubting voice inside of them that doubts themselves and doubts others. And so I know for me, this is a way in which if somebody shoots a compliment my way, my inner doubter will say, well, what does he or she know? I mean, she doesn't know that much about coaching or, you know, maybe she's not the smartest person. And so I can't really trust what she's saying my way. Again, it's like, oh, can you believe that our inner voices do this to us? It's ridiculous because, you know, another reason why I want to do this episode today is I'm a part of this thing called a squad. And I'm in a group called Elevate. It's a women's networking group, and I highly recommend joining. They have chapters all around the U.S. and I think all over the world, but I may be wrong on that. I know they have chapters all over the U.S. And so in my squad, I have about, I think, six or seven women from all over the U.S. And every week we kind of have a different hot seat and we talk about things that are going on in our careers or in our businesses and how we feel. And week after week already, as we're getting into these hot seats, because it's kind of a new thing is all these amazing women. I'm talking about like Ivy League graduates, you know, partners and law firms, and they have these amazing businesses and they do all these incredible things. And yet when they get in their hot seat, the same things come up about, I don't feel like I'm good enough to do X, Y, Z. You know, I know I should be making blah, 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 but yet I feel da, da, da. And I'm sitting there pulling my hair out inside and two wanting to cry because I just think, oh my gosh, all these inner voices that we have of this inner critic and doubter and perfectionist, it's just, it's not serving us because when I look at them from the outside, I just think she's incredible and amazing. And there's so many calls we've had already where we're just reassuring one another of, I would absolutely be paying you for that. That is an amazing service. And what you do is incredible. And just know that you're way better than you're giving yourself credit for. And so I really think that you're probably in this boat too of you're putting yourself down. You're not fully accepting the praise when it's given your way. Now, I will say I have worked on this in my own life over the years before I would just not accept a compliment at all. If somebody threw one my way, I would easily and quickly dodge it and just be like, oh, well, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, for example, they say, well, I love your outfit. I wouldn't necessarily dodge it in a very black and white way of, oh, you know, why would you say that? It would be more of, oh, well, I got a great sell on it. Or if they said, oh, I love your hair today, I would be like, oh, yeah, I just randomly had a great hair day today. Or I love that project you did. I would say, oh, well, did you see that mistake I made on slide four? Oh, my gosh. I was just like so embarrassed. And so I had to learn to just when somebody shot praise my way, I would take a deep breath 
(sighs) And then I would say, thank you. And I would just leave it at that. Even if they saw my mistake on slide four, even if I was just having, having a random good hair day, you know, even if my outfit was on sale, who cares? I just say thank you. And that took me a couple months of just kind of learning how to accept the praise and kind of sit with it and soak in it. And then the next phase came of, okay, now I've kind of sat in the space of accepting praise and now I really want to feel the praise. And so this phase came for me when I was getting a lot of clients who were getting a lot of results. And because I was working with many clients, um, they were coming quickly. So especially if I was working with a group of clients and they were all at the same place and so they all ended at the same time and then we would wrap and all the wins and all the goodness would come my way. And I remember the first time this happening, I got off the phone and I just bawled and I cried. And for some reason, I just went in a funk for a couple weeks and I didn't really want to get out of bed that much. And I thought, what is going on with me? You know, here I am. I just finished my first group program. They all got amazing results. And then I, at the time I was about to get married and all these other great things are happening in my life. And yet I couldn't fully accept it and soak it in. And so as I started to process the feelings of all that and realize what was going on, then I said, okay, I need to learn how to feel the feelings of this goodness and just take it in and really start to love myself a little more. I had to do some inner healing with that, I must admit, from things of my past. And they were little things, things that you wouldn't think would still impact a person, like what a boy did to me in the eighth and ninth grade. Um, things that, uh, just uh, like I said, things that happened in school that you would think, oh, that was so piddly and not that big of a deal. But for whatever reason in my brain, it really formed these beliefs around me not being good enough. And so that really fed into the imposter syndrome and not being able to accept compliments. So if you're in that space, you're not accepting compliments, just check that box. You're probably experiencing some imposter syndrome and know that you can start to diminish that by learning what those inner voices are. We call them the inner mean girl voices, I said. You can do this in my Become an Unstoppable Woman course of starting to diminish that. And then two, knowing it's a process, there may be some inner healing work that's needed there because that's where it all started, this imposter syndrome of some things happened in your past to form these beliefs to say, hey, you're not good enough or you're not smart enough, or you're not this or not that. And it's just not true. And we have to go in and kind of explore those memories, heal them, reprogram them. In essence, again, we do this in my Become an Unstoppable Woman course. And I didn't mean to make this whole podcast like a pitch for my course. But that course does really help you in this area of your life. All right. All right. So what's the next sign that you have imposter syndrome? Well, you overwork yourself to make up for that unconscious belief that you're not enough. And so a lot of ambitious women and men, they are working themselves constantly, you know, burning the, what do they call it? I can't even think of it. Burning the candle at both ends or something. I think the saying is, right? You're probably screaming at the phone what it is. But, 
yes, they are just going, going, going. Again, raising my hand here, I was that person. I was always a person that had a job and a side hustle. I was working so hard at both things that I was putting myself into to a point of exhaustion. And even people would say, you know, oh, you're employee of the month or, oh my gosh, look at how you've turned this business around from the struggling dance studio with only 17 kids to like 200 within a few months. How did you do that? And it would still never be enough for me. It would still just like, I couldn't feel the achievement. I couldn't feel like it was enough. I would just always look at the next goal and the next thing to do and just think, well, I'm not to this next point yet. Yeah, maybe, you know, I took 17 to 200 kids, but you know, that's not like a super successful dance studio. Now I need to take 200 and make it 300 and take 300 and make it 400. And I'm not going to rest until I'm at 500. And then even with my coaching business, when I started my coaching business, it was all these like check boxes that I needed to hit in order to feel successful and to feel like, you know, I had made it and I was a great coach and I'm a great businesswoman. And it's just total BS. And I really had to stop and catch myself. And to be honest, I still have to catch myself. You know, now I've gotten to a place where I've really done some work around knowing that I'm an amazing coach and know that I can give great results to people. But there's still a part of me that says, okay, well, yeah, you may have done some work saying you're a great bus- or a great coach. And I've done some work around being a great mother. I'm still doing a little bit of work about saying I'm a great wife. But the big thing that my inner voice loves to tell me lately is I'm not a great businesswoman. And so knowing, A, that that's there, awareness is always the first step to change because for a lot of us, we are not even aware of what that inner voice is telling us. It's kind of whispering in our ear and we're not hearing it. Again, it's in that unconscious mind. And we have to, you know, put a little megaphone on it and say, what's going on here? Why is it that I'm working so much? Why is it that I'm just going, 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 and I'm never feeling fulfilled? I'm never feeling complete. I feel like I'm just always, you know, like one step behind where I want to be, even if, you know, on paper, I may be many steps ahead or be in a place where other people would view it as great. Why is it that I'm not fulfilled? And so it's really important, again, that you start to turn up the volume on what's going on behind the scenes so that you can become aware of it. Then you can start to see why is that voice telling me those things? Where is that coming from? So a lot of times that's memories from our past going in and healing that work. And then we have to reprogram that. So it sounds a little funky if you're new to this whole process of me talking through that. But it's all back to our neuroscience. This is just the way that our mind works. It's a super big travesty. Travesty? Is that even a word? What is going on with me? A tragedy. It is a huge tragedy. We're not learning those things in school of just basic how our mind works and having somebody like a coach or a teacher walk us through a process like I do in my Become an Unstoppable Woman course of Here's how to understand your beliefs and your emotions and heal them and reprogram them because we would all be rocking and rolling and not having to face this crap that's going on in our mind all the time and making us just strive for more and more and more and not be satisfied because a really great life, my friend, is one where you can kind of just be and not constantly feeling like you're always having to achieve and always having to be perfect and always having to know more and always be in control, just just allowing things to just slow down and be. And that's, if you're listening to this episode live or somewhat live, you know, we're going through that right now with this 
quarantine stuff with the coronavirus. We're all having to slow down. And for a lot of people with some imposter syndrome who are are used to all the accolades of achieving and being out there in the world and getting stuff done, they are freaking the F out right now because a lot of that is turned off. And maybe they've kind of adjusted to getting accolades and moving and grooving in other ways. But for those who can't, maybe because they have kids at home and so they're just not able to move and groove as much as they've used to, um, or, you know, they're out of work or things of that sort, it's a huge wake-up call right now. And I know I hit this a few years ago. I was really like the golden girl when I started my career in human resources. Like I said, I was like employee of the month really early on and all these other things. I had my dance studio and I was go, 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 achieve, achieve, achieve. And then I had my daughter and I left all that behind because I know, or I just felt like she really needed me. And it, it really rocked my world to not have that external validation anymore. Instead, I just had this little child who was looking at me and, you know, needed all these things for me. And instead of getting paid with cash, I was getting paid with kisses, which was great. But two, I was also in a relationship that was falling apart and he gave me no accolades. In essence, he was living a double life with another woman. I mean, how horrible is that for somebody that really feeds off of that stuff? So that was my time to really say, whoa, what is going on here? Something needs to change because I can't be so addicted to the external world to validate who I am. And that's, again, is what the imposter syndrome is all about, too, of when you slow down, you realize, hey, not all these accolades can go my way anymore. You start to realize, wow, there's something going on with me and I need to figure out what it is. So it's, it's actually a huge blessing if you're in that space right now to kind of just be for a little bit and feel this because being on the other side of this now and realizing no matter what happens externally, um, if I get all the accolades in the world or I get none, I still love myself. I still think I'm amazing most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time I'm still deeply fulfilled internally. And that's what creates a great life. And that's what creates internal fulfillment and the sense of peace and yet achievement too. I achieve more in my life now than I ever did in those years when I was just going and going and going. And not only that, it felt like crap. I did not like the burnout feel. I did not like all the stress I was creating. It was hard on my body. Granted, I was young, so my young body could put up with it. But there's just no way I could have kept on with that momentum. All right. So just to recap again, you may be experiencing imposter syndrome if you are just overworking yourself a lot. So those are just two quick signs. I'm sure we could go into so many more. I am trying to keep this podcast episode a little bit short because I think for a lot of people with imposter syndrome, it can be really mind-blowing to just know that they have it. But I do want to tap in some ways that you can overcome imposter syndrome really quick so that you can start to implement these maybe in subtle ways in your life, try some out, and start to see how that diminishes and how you feel so you can experience a little taste of what it's like on the other side of this or just further along in your journey of imposter syndrome. Okay, so the first thing that I'm going to suggest on how you can overcome imposter syndrome is something that helped me tremendously and what was really one of the biggest game changers from feeling like I wasn't enough to feeling like I was more than enough. 
And that was taking an assessment called the Clifton Strengths. It used to be called Strengths Finder. If you follow me for a while, if you're a client of mine, you know I love this assessment. I'm talking about it all the time. I'm teaching from it. And I even have a course that helps you take the assessment. And granted, the assessment's pretty easy to take. It takes about 30 minutes. I think it's $19.99 to get your top five results. There is a slight charge for it, and I don't get any compensation for that. But then you get your results, and then I walk you through how to understand what your top strengths are. So your strengths are your natural talents. It's those things that you do time and time again to a near perfect status and you don't even realize it because it comes so natural to you. Why would you think that, you know, doing something like learning content, which is a strength called learner, why would you think that that would be a strength? You know, we don't we don't typically think of something like that as a strength. Or why would you think being able to move into action and get things started and motivate others to get into action? Why would you think that's a strength? Because we've never, again, never really been taught that that could be something that could be a strength. And then too, you may just assume, well, everybody else has this, right? Because it comes so easy to me. And so it's really important you go and you take that assessment. And then I really encourage you to take my strengths course. It's called Solidify Your Strengths. And you can find out more about it just at solidifyyourstrengths.com. And again, in that course, I'm going to walk you through what your strengths are. In fact, I'm going to walk you through all the strengths so that if you unlock your full list or if you have peers or people you're in a relationship with that have their strengths unlocked, you can look at what their strengths are and kind of understand them on a deeper level. And I'll even walk you through how to use your strengths with your marriage and with your children and many, many things. But at the core of the course, again, you're just going to learn about what makes you unique and special. And just a fun fact for you is only one in 33 million people have the exact same top five strengths as you in the same order. So if we were to expand that and look at like your top 10 strengths or your top 15 strengths, the number would be even harder to find somebody who is as unique and special as you. And so when you're starting to take that in of, hey, I'm really unique and special, I'm one of a kind here, or just one in 33 million, if not more, because then if too, if we pair in your background and your passions and your thinking and all that, you really are one in a million, my friend. But then you start to take that in, you really soak it in and you have this concrete data to say, hey, here's how I'm unique and special it changes the game. It allows you to see that you're not an imposter at all. In fact, you bring a unique set of skills. I always call it like your recipe, your unique cake to the world. And it starts to calm that inner voice a lot. And we talk about that a lot in my trainings of, okay, if you have this strength, this is likely how this negative inner voice is going to show up for you. And this is likely what it's going to look like when the strength is in overdrive. And so here's a way to balance that so that you're moving and grooving, you're not feeling things like imposter syndrome or just staying stuck or whatever you wanna call it. Instead, you're able to recognize it and move forward. So again, I really suggest you taking that strengths assessment called Clifton Strengths, and then taking my course called Solidify Your Strengths. Again, you can find all the information on solidifyyourstrengths.com. I'll leave a link in the show notes. And just a fun little tidbit for you, if you're listening to this episode somewhat live, I'm actually gonna be running a a really quick kind of flash sell on that course. So if you're on my email list, you will find out more information about that. So just keep your eyes posted for that. 
The second thing that you can do to start to diminish your imposter syndrome is just talk about it. Talk about it with other people, knowing that you're not alone, knowing that this is just part of our human DNA. Becoming aware of it, like I said earlier, is really important because if we can't recognize this kind of thing, a lot of times we just think we're crazy or that there's something wrong with us or... um you know, we just, we just uh, like, just keep repeating the cycle. But when we kind of wake up and realize, whoa, okay, this is just a normal thing. It's something that I have and it's something I can change. You know, I was reading an article as I was preparing for this podcast from the woman who coined the term imposter syndrome. And she said, I wish I would have never come up with syndrome on it. And I forget what she said she would have had it instead. But she said syndrome is such a poor word because it makes us think that there's something wrong with us, that that's a disease. And imposter syndrome is not a disease. It's just a way of thinking that we need to change. And so just knowing that, like, this is just a way of thinking that you can change is so freeing. And knowing, too, that it happens a lot more to women and especially minorities. And that's simply because we just haven't had examples a lot of times to show us, hey, here's how it is to be on the side of things then you just know, okay, this is just part of the journey. And it's just something I need to recognize and learn a little bit about and shift and then be about on my way so that you're not, you know, out there hustling all the time and just feeling like you're never going to be enough because that feeling sucks, doesn't it? It sucks so bad. So, so bad. So I'm just going to leave it at those two quick tips. Hopefully you'll take me up on one of those of, you know, maybe joining my community, lindsayepreston.com forward slash community of where you can go and talk about imposter syndrome. There are some books out there on the market. There's many articles out there on the market to learn more about it. And maybe you find other communities where you can talk about it. But just know it's a thing. It is happening everywhere. Like I said, it's happening even in my little Elevate Squad group with some peers of mine. So you're not alone in this. And uh, hopefully you gained a lot from today's episode of just recognizing what imposter syndrome is and starting to realize, hey, this is something that I can change in my life. So thank you so much, my friend, for tuning into this episode. And I hope to see you here on the show again soon. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Become an Unstoppable Woman. Make sure to subscribe to the show so you get new episodes every Monday. And I'd love it if you left a review for the show too, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. If you want even more from the show, come join the conversation online in my community. Each week we break down the episode and you have a private space to ask your questions. To join, go to lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-E, Preston.com forward slash community. And if you feel like you're really ready to change your life, let's work together in my coaching programs. I have a free assessment that's the first step to seeing if we're a good fit. Just go to lindsayepreston.com forward slash assessment to take it now. Thanks again for tuning into the show today. I'm so grateful you're here and I'll see you next time. But until we meet again, remember my friend, you're only as unstoppable as you believe you can be. So believe in yourself, you got this.